Thank you so much for joining me today. Welcome to my podcast show. My name is Michelle Anderson. I'm your host for my podcast show, Michelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. So today, this is really going to be focusing on like a discussion topic, which to focus on Mole and the characters that represent how they interact and they have these wonderful relationships um, with their significant other, their wives, their queens, what have you. So we're going to talk about a few, you know, go through that. This all correlates to the theme I started this season to have like productly live shows where we're talking about relationships. I have some guests and I'll have, you know, particular uh, subject related to relationships, right? How we can learn to love and how we identify that from a toxic perspective compared to a healthy divine uh, divine one, which is the ultimate goal. I do believe that everybody wants to experience that, even though they may say, oh, I'm fine with this and, and that, and it doesn't bother me. But I think all, everyone wants that experience. It's just themselves um, learning to accept themselves and learning to give, right? And when you don't, you have that conflict and you constantly in different types of relationships or what have you, looking for your true love. So. We want that match. It's very peaceful and you get things done and it's less drama. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Today in my podcast, I do want to highlight my website, mole.com. Please um, go there if you want to uh, support this podcast and my mission to turn my book into a film. And as mole, that's M-O-L-I-A-E.com. You can find merchandise like t-shirts um, regarding mole, the production. That's Moments of Love in Ancient Egypt. That's based on my book, Mitzrayam, a memoir of a past life in ancient Egypt that you can get at any bookstore or you can go to amazon.com or Barnes and Noble. If you have already purchased my book, I do ask for a positive review. <laughs> Hopefully I get the, uh, the highest uh, star there. A good comment would definitely <laughs> to promote that. So let's just start from the beginning. I think I kind of went over everything. Let's see. And if you was interested in my web shows, I have done film as a director, as a writer, as a screenwriter of my productions. And all of them are located on that you can do online streaming of that would be on realhouse.org that's r-e-e-l h-o-u-s-e dot org forward slash prestige and it will take you to all my projects that I did film the only one I have not done the reason why I came to Atlanta was to make my book Mitzrayam a memoir into a feature film so that's still my dream to get that done in the meantime the book itself deals with love because I remember when I decided to do the first theatrical production of that um, I had to come up with a title and so I know at the time most of the term using the word Mitzrayam people wouldn't recognize that so I was remember thinking about how did it all came about and I remember the music and then I thought about overall what is the synergy of it it just came to me that it was about love and the moments that we share with the person that is your true mate right you found the match the puzzle it, it fits everything is wonderful it's a beautiful life <laughs> so that's what came up with moments of love and then I had to connect it and I was like well I have to let people immediately know that the time frame which is ancient Egypt and that's where I came up with uh, moments of love in ancient Egypt and so I didn't include the Mitzrayam part I said that'll be later 
I decided to do that. And everything worked out fine. And then later, as I was doing different things, with promoting what have you, the title, which was fine, but sometimes it would be nice if I could have it shorter. So that's when I just decided to go ahead and do the first initial of it. And M-O-L-I-A-E was born. And of course, fast forward, I expanded the brand and now it's offering to have luxury healing body oils. So it's the best of the best for kings and queens. You can check that out at molaybeauty.com and a link would be provided in the description here. So let's go ahead and get into this. It's not going to be a long podcast today. I am planning on having like a live show. So do stay tuned or look out for that information in this description of how you can um, tune in and you know, get to talk to me or other people that's going to be there and talk about relationships because I think it's important, right? So definitely join in the live discussion for the live show. So today theme is how we learn to love, but I want to go over this a few characters of the Malay production because it's a saga. <laughs> and the first one, of course, is going to be King Milan and Queen Hagar. They're soulmates. They're true you know, love that they, they express with one another. They have great communication. And Kimalan and Queen Hagab been with me from the beginning in a sense when I wrote the book, Mitzrayam, a memoir of a past life in ancient Egypt, now AKA Molay, the production. And through the play, when I did the stage play, what happened, eventually Queen Hagab was the first one out, and then later Kimalan. But nonetheless, they're the mother and father of Princess Amina, and they showed not just great parenthood, but they showed understanding between one another, respect, demonstrated patience, they demonstrated being humble, you know, respectful to each other, and their authority. In episode one from the podcast show here, um, Queen Hagar opens the scene. She starts this journey of me of doing the podcast series, the timeline that is before the time of Princess Aminia. And in that, she's basically the ruler. That's what came through real strong in that scene. And then by scene two, now I'm doing this, it's coming through the same as I wrote the book. It's just coming through. It's not something that I pre-planned. It's just something in my soul is revealing this, right? And by episode two, we find out that she's pregnant and King Milan is hurt and it just came through that he was in some type of battle and with that retrospect I felt that Queen Hagar that's why episode one was like that that she was taking charge and that she was telling the two that's from the Orion's galaxy but he was there on the mission I guess to uh, get the report or the state of what position Miss Rian is going to going to stand by after this battle of the other tribes and their, you know, supporters. And Queen Hagar basically just stated, you know, she's wanting a show and, you know, she'll decide when she wanna decide. And that authority and giving that authority solely to her while, she, while he recuperates is feeling okay with the, with power being um, transitioned from one person to the next. Sometimes in relationships, if we look at modern day time, if one person in the relationship might have, I wouldn't want to say power or resources, or they're getting more successful, let's just say that, and the other one is not for that moment, that creates an imbalance in the relationship. 
because you have to be happy for your spouse and for your other significant other in that regard. And with that creates the balance. And King Milan and Queen Haggad does that so perfectly. They communicate so well. They're able to switch up. And one person is full authority, is fine. And the other, so be it. They constantly motivate each other. They really listen to each other's needs within their relationship. And they demonstrate that in a harmony way, um, as well as showing great world respect to say that again for one another they do that in private and they do that in the public in front of everybody that's natural and it's not made up it's they don't they in tune with one another that's what true love is and i think that's what a lot of people want to experience they might don't admit it but they do i'm open with it because in my own relationship journey it was always me giving and the receiving part was hard for the other person to do because of their own journey and making it hard to understand the balance in life. And so when you look at King Milan and Queen Hagar, they understood it and they appreciated the opportunity to not only fall in love, but the, the opportunity to learn and grow. When we give and then we receive and the other person, if the person is, is difficult in them to, to give so that so the person that they say that they love can receive. It should not be a, a challenge for them. And if it is, that's their call to go within and heal whatever it is is hindering, whatever they're afraid of or insecure about. And they have to make that choice. And in a marriage or a committed relationship, when you make that choice, you're not only loving yourself, loving the other person you want to be with and i believe and feel that king milan and queen Haggad, when it came through it's just i remember feeling that when i wrote it over 20 years ago the first scene with them was this peace and balance and, and good unison, unison together you know when you watch a sports team or what have you and you have your team players right and you know at the right moment you feel that you can throw the ball to the next person on your team and they catch it and then they go ahead and you know do what they need to do and the point is made right and that is coordination um, understanding what the other person is capable of and you're helping that person to achieve the goal and that's to win but it's a collective and that's what relationships healthy relationships should be let me move on to Ezra and his, and his wife. Now, I haven't wrote about Ezra's wife. Ezra is the high priest in Mitzrayim. He is the father of Nahar. Nahar is one of the main characters from my book, The Timeline When Princess Amin is on the Scene. And Ezra is very well respected. And he knew that now Queen Hagar, since they were children, I haven't really broke that down, but basically they knew each other for a long time. But nonetheless, he ended up getting married and she's very well respected in Mitzrayim. Um, I'm not really gonna go too much of her name and go all through that. We're just gonna leave it as Ezra and his wife. So they're Egyptian and they communicate when I started the podcast and I started that time time frame. I felt Ezra's wife was the mother of Nahar. She never came through in a sense when I wrote the book, but doing the podcast, 
she's there waiting for me to bring her on stage <laughs> but feeling their marriage it came through as they communicate very well they're in a very in a balanced respectful way they love one another they met later on like I would say in his late teenage years or what have you off and on and then they finally did uh, got married that's what came through so they're very respectful very loving and they honor their position within their relationship of the royal family of the palace and his wife Ezra wife and again, Ezra is the father of Nahar. Um, she's like an artisan of art. So she does a lot of art, like pottery and stuff like that. And she's very good in the sense of the cuisine, of food uh, that came through. And she's part of that group of um, women that had a particular um, skill with birth. So, because I definitely feel that she would be around during the time when I finally let Queen Hagar give birth. Because she's still pregnant in the podcast series. So she came through like that. So both of them, I would say, I picture them as, or at least it came through, that they often talk a lot, like in the evening, when Ezra's done his duties at the palace, and in their living quarters there, that they're able to spend quality time. They make sure like certain, like a certain time during the evening, they make sure that they sit down, have bread, wine, what have you, and they just talk about their day. And I think in relationships, as busy as people are today, a good relationship, a healthy relationship, is that you make the time, if it's only five or ten minutes, no matter what, you just make the time to be together and talk about anything that you want to talk about. And that's what came through with both of them. All right, the other... Um, relationship I want to highlight about is grandfather Tahib and grandmother Mahimi and they are the mother and father of Queen Hagar. They definitely respect one another. They have the highest respect for one another during their generation and they nurture each other. Extreme intellect. Both of them came through as highly intelligent, especially I guess grandfather Tahib as he eventually was responsible for raising the children and the world children or people of worlds that came to Egypt to go to the Mystery School of Thart. He was one of the main teachers there. And Grandmother Mahimi, which is the mother of Queen Hagar, her intelligence came through really, but she can speak more than more than five or seven languages, which explain how Queen Hagar know so many languages, including Orion. Because in episode one, she surprises Natu that I can speak your language. <laughs> and I am going to talk to you in a way of authority, a queen of Egypt. And that kind of took him off guard, especially what she said, right? So both of them, Grandfather Tahib and Grandmother Mahimi, this comes off that I say that, but basically they're the parents of Queen Hagar. Extremely intelligent, both of them, and they respect one another. Like they don't put each other down in a sense well, okay, I think you're smarter than me, so let me try to outdo you. It's respecting, and I, I picture it or describe it as if they're sitting down eating dinner, and like maybe um, the other person needs some bread, and before the person can think they need some bread, grandfather to he make sure that he gives a piece of his bread. You see that sharing, giving, and give it to you know his wife, and you know she takes that. Or he's, you know, trying to, he's eating something but he can't seem to break it up or what have you. Or maybe he finished with it and, but he does definitely want to want some more. <laughs> and she, you know, go ahead. So they kind of like hand in hand know each other what they will want 
before they actually say something. And they provide the support um, of each other, emotionally support. Later in the episode, uh, I think it's episode maybe three, four. It's definitely in season one. And that's where we find out that King Milan, he's getting better. And Tahib and Mahimi go and decide that they will go visit go to Egypt and visit um, King Milan and give them support and Queen Hagar support and to see Princess Hannah at the time. So they give each other mental strength, mental strength and spiritual strength because when that scene happens, and this is my podcast, season one, the first few episodes, you have to check it, check it out. Grandmother Mahimi comes out and she's telling about to talk to Grandfather Tahib and he kind of sensed that and he was praying he was with his students or what have you and he was praying as well and so they have a spiritual connection that understand the balance and the and the respect of loving and caring and even though you're dealing with someone highly intelligent they still have emotions so you have to um, balance that and know you know it's just like um medicine in a way you know the right doses and the right amount in a sense and the right time to uh, apply that and that scene to me when I think about it now it's it's very loving and caring and through the ongoing and the, all the drama of what's going through the family they still nurture one another and that's what came through with both of them so I hope I describe that as best I can the honorable mention of I want to talk about is two other couples which is Henny, he's the high-ranked general and senior, the council of Yukuni in Orion. And his wife has not been spoken of, but she will come to play soon. So that's a FYI. Stay tuned on that. So I'm not going to say her name yet. It's part of the creative process, but she will be introduced. So Henny came up big in season three of my podcast show and of course four and will be brought back again in season five here and when I think about them two they're just like partners they're definitely what you would call soulmate even if the Hawaiian species there they can sense they can understand one another like in the other relationship I was mostly describing whether they're in the same room or what have you together uh, it could be separate as well but Henny and I'll of Hawaiian and his wife, they can be separate miles apart. That's what's coming through first. And not only they respect one another, but they're really, really close in a sense that they kind of know what each other person is thinking um, in a way that not only they hurry up and, you know, okay, let me do this work, I know that's what you're gonna do, but in a nurturing way of what they need. Like, and he comes out that he doesn't express all of his emotions and sometimes in a relationship the person don't but his wife understands that and says it for him so sometimes i learn in relationships is that you are what you are and sometimes especially with emotions it's hard i think not just for males but also for fe some females i can say but the other person can compensate that and then vice versa it might be the other person that might you know can't do or can't express certain things and so that other person will provide that and jump in so it's a partnership a relationship is basically a partnership all right so that's what comes through with them the other honorable mention couple production mole world is Sunel of the Sedan tribe and his wife again I haven't 
stated her name, but it will come through. She will be coming in some of the uh, podcasts as Sanel, which Sanel was one of the arch enemy of King Milan. And both of them are like, the first thing that come through is like they, even though Sanel was like, oh, he, he's something, but they love to laugh. That's what's coming through with both of them. And I think in a relationship, when you can laugh and look to the good of things, it do create that connection that lasts a lifetime. Because if you can laugh, that means you can cry together. If you can cry together, that means you live in life and you found your your soulmate, your partner. And that's that's love. Now, I don't agree with Sunil with the things he have done that's coming through in my stories and my podcast. But nonetheless, when we just talk about relationships and how it is possible to find your true love and the person that you're meant to be with um, in your life and it is possible to have a healthy relationship and not a toxic relationship that you have to settle and you shouldn't have to you should be able to wake up in the morning and say this is the best life and i'm sharing it with the one i love right and that's the goal and it should be a giving and receiving it is the 360 all right so i'm gonna go ahead and end that today of this discussion i didn't want it to be that long so hopefully you stayed around to listen and you know found some interesting things about my mole production i might do one as well for atlantis thank you so much for joining me and talk to you in the next one thank you